Hey everyone, and welcome to the Bible Breakdown Podcast. In this podcast, we will be breaking down the Bible one chapter a day. Whether you are a new believer or have been following Christ for a while, we believe that you will learn something new and fresh every single day. So thank you for joining us, and let's get into breaking down the Bible together. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Bible Breakdown Podcast with your host, Pastor Brandon. Today, Numbers chapter 31. And if I can name this chapter, it would be Moses goes out flexing. <laughs> Moses goes out flexing because, as we've said, he is not going to get to go into the promised land and he's not going to get to see the conquest of all the nations and all the things. And it's, it's really sad, but he gets his moment. He gets his moment in the sun. He gets his moment of conquest. And so we're going to jump into that in just a moment. Before we do that, as always, if you like what we're doing here, make sure you like, share, and subscribe on YouTube, that you are leaving us a five-star review on the podcast. And I want to know in your life how you're connecting with this. I want you to go to Facebook, type in Bible Breakdown Discussion, and I want to hear what, what is God doing in your life. How are you growing from this? How are you learning to trust in the Lord? I also love for you to do me a favor, and that is, would you go to my blog at brandoncannon.com, I want you to subscribe to my weekly newsletter. As I'm just going through and I'm learning stuff and I'm coming across resources, I want to share them with you because I'm going to tell you something. The more we dig, the more we find. And that's where we're going to jump into this today. The Bible doesn't tell us this, but there is a Jewish historian named Josephus who he says that when Moses was being raised up, growing up in the nation of Egypt, that he was trained as someone in the house of the Pharaoh. And one of the things he would have been trained to do is languages and how to how to deal with people groups and stuff like that. But he also, according to Josephus, may have been trained as a military leader. And so there would have been all of this military ability that Moses would have had the ability to do. So he would have been trained and very uniquely trained to have gone over into the promised land and to help them take over the all these people groups and, and lay claim to that area. But because of sin, he wasn't able to go. But, in kind of my way of looking at it, in Numbers chapter 31, he gets to flex a little bit of this muscle because there are some people that he needs to take care of, and they are leading the, the Israel into, they, they had been earlier chapters, leading them into idolatry, and so it's time for judgment for them. So we're going to read this and just kind of watch. And, and once again, it's just the way my imagination works. It's like Moses is getting to flex this muscle. What God had prepared him to do over there, and we ultimately realize it was Joshua's job, but in this moment... He was going to have this opportunity. So I want to read this together. If you want to open your Bibles with me to Numbers chapter 31, got your coffee cup ready to go, your Bible's ready. Let's jump into this. We're going to read straight through this, and then we're going to talk about this moment. Here we go. Numbers 31, verse 1 says this. Then the Lord said to Moses, on behalf of the people of Israel, take revenge on the Midianites for leading them into idolatry. After that, you will die and join your ancestors. So Moses realizes this is his last hurrah, right? This is, the, this is the last dance for Moses. So Moses said to the people, choose some men and arm them to fight the Lord's war to revenge against Midian. From the tribe of Israel, send a thousand men into battle. So they chose a thousand men from each tribe of Israel, a total of 12,000 men armed for battle. Then Moses sent them out, a thousand men from each tribe, and Phinehas, son of Eleazar, the priest, led them into battle. They carried along the holy objects of the sanctuary and the trumpets for sounding the charge. And they attacked Midian as the Lord had commanded Moses, and they killed all the men. All five of the Midianite kings, Eve, Rechim, Zur, Hur, and Reba, died in the battle. 
And so they killed Balaam, the son of Beor, with the sword. Remember him from several chapters before? He wasn't on Israel's side. He just couldn't curse them. And in this battle, they also destroyed Balaam. Then the Israelite army captured the Midianite women and children and seized their cattle and flocks and all their wealth as plunder. They burned all the towns and villages where the Midianites had lived. After they gathered the plunder and the captives, both people and animals, they brought them all to Moses and Eleazar the priest and to the whole community of Israel, which was camped in the plains of Moab beside the Jordan River across from Jericho. Moses, Eleazar the priest, and all the leaders of the community went to meet them outside the camp. But Moses was furious with all the generals and captives who returned from battle. Why have you let the women live, he demanded. These are the very ones who followed Balaam's advice and caused the people to rebel against the Lord at Mount Peor. They are the ones who caused the plagues to strike the Lord's people. So kill all the boys, all the women and who had intercourse with the, the men, with a man. Only the young girls who are virgins may live and you may keep them for yourselves. So all who have killed anyone who... Uh, touched a dead body may stay outside the camp for seven days. You must purify yourselves and your captives on the third, um, third and the seven days. We talked about that a few chapters ago. Purify all your clothing too, and everything made of leather, goat hair, or wood. Eleazar the priest said to the men who were in battle, "The Lord has given Moses this legal requirement: anything made of gold, silver, bronze, iron, tin, or lead—that that is, all metals do not burn." They must be passed through the fire in order to make them ceremonially pure. These metal objects must be further purified with the water for purification. But everything that burns must be purified by the water alone. On the seventh day, you must wash your clothes and be purified. Then you may return to camp. Now, pause. Now, that may sound pretty rough when you think about it. Because what they did was, is they killed all the warriors. Then they brought all the women and all the um, all the boys as well. But here was the problem. If you remember back a few chapters ago, it wasn't the men that had done the problem. It was the women that had seduced the men in Israel. So what Moses is saying is, you're punishing the wrong people. The people who did this were the ladies. So they need to get the judgment. But then he said, but wait a minute though. The ones who didn't do the crime, they don't deserve the punishment. You keep the young girls and bring them into our culture. You can marry them if you want to when they come of age. So he is not saying, he's not slaughtering them for no reason. He, the judgment is coming, and he's actually, the ones who did the crime deserve the judgment. But then at the same time, don't kill the young ladies. They are innocent. So instead, you can marry them if you want to. You can bring them into the nation. You don't have to slaughter them. Bring them in, but you have to do the judgment for the crime. Here we go. Verse 25. Then the Lord said to Moses, You and Eleazar the priests and the family leaders of each tribe are to make a list of all the plunder taken in the battle, including the people and the animals. Then divide the plunder into two parts. Give half to the men who fought in the battle and half to the rest of the people. From the army's portion, first give the Lord his share of the plunder. One of every 500 of the prisoners and of the cattle, donkeys, sheep, and goats. Give this share to the armies of half of Eleazar the priest as an offering to the Lord. From the half that belongs to the people of Israel, take one of every fifty of the prisoners and the cattle, donkeys, sheep, goats, and other animals. Give this share to the Levites, who are in charge of maintaining the Lord's tabernacle. So Moses and Eleazar the priest did as the Lord commanded Moses. The plunder remaining from everything the fighting men had taken totaled 675,000 sheep and goats, 72,000 uh, cattle, 
61,000 donkeys, and 32,000 virgin girls, so 32,000 young girls. Half of the plunder had been given to the fighting men, a total of 337,500 sheep and goats, which, of which 675 were the Lord's share, 36,000 cattle, of which 72 were the Lord's share, 30,500 donkeys, of which 61 were the Lord's share, and 16,000 virgin girls, of whom 32 were the Lord's share. They would have went into the service of the Levites. Moses gave all the Lord's share to Eliar as the priest, just as the Lord had directed him. Half of the plunder belonged to the people of Israel. Moses separated it from half belonging to the fighting men. It totaled 337,500 sheep and goats, 36,000 cattle, 30,500 donkeys, and 16,000 virgin girls. From there, a half share was given to the people. Moses took one of 50 prisoners and animals and gave them to the Levites, who maintained the Lord's tabernacle. All this was done as the Lord had commanded Moses. Then all the generals and captains came to Moses and said, We, your servants, have accounted all the men who went out to battle under our command. Not one of us is missing. That's amazing. So we are presenting the items of gold captured as an offering to the Lord from our share of the plunder. Armbands, bracelets, rings, earrings, and necklaces. This will purify our lives from before the Lord and make us right with him. So Moses and Eleazar the priest received the gold from all the military commanders, all kinds of jewelry, and crafted objects. In all, the gold that the generals and captains presented as gifts to the Lord weighed 420 pounds. All the gifts the men had taken from the plunder for themselves. So Moses and Eleazar the priests accepted the gifts from the generals and captains and brought the gold of the tabernacle as a reminder to the Lord that the people of Israel belong to him. So wow. Moses gets his last ride and he gets to then be, uh, be able to take over all these people who've done all this bad stuff to him. But you know what I love in the middle of that? Here's one of the things I love. Remember, we've been talking about the overall idea is that the goal of the book of Numbers was to learn how to trust in the Lord. So how can this chapter help me to trust the Lord? Well, one of the things I love is to trust the Lord's judgment. Because you remember what happened in this is they go to battle and they are fighting against these other guys. And so they win the battle. They kill these guys. Well, then they bring back these women. And I love how what God does. He said, no, wait a minute. This group of people, they're the ones that did the wrong thing. So they're going to receive judgment. These over here, they're innocent. How easy would it have been for God to have just said, just slaughter them all, just, just kill them? But they were all there. But he said, no, 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 no. These young ladies, they didn't do any of this. They're innocent. They can still come into our culture, come into our ways, and they can come in and can become part of our families. Don't kill them. That's justice. That's mercy. That they could have very easily have done that. But instead, he showed mercy, he showed judgment. And the only way that helps me trust the Lord is to trust that the Lord knows what's going on, that nobody is lost in the battle, that these young girls could have been lost and just been destroyed, but instead he saved them. You know what that helps me realize? Is sometimes I can feel like a very little person in a very big world. And you can feel like one of those young girls when they're all lined up and maybe all of them are wanting to just slaughter them and get it over with. And God says, no, they're innocent. I see them and I want to keep them safe. And can I tell you that that builds my faith? Because in that time when I feel like one small person in a real big world, I remember that God still sees me. And even when it looks like just battles are just raging all around me, he hasn't lost me in the battle. And when, even when it feels like everybody around me is getting judgment, you know, and justice, in other words, everything's going wrong and maybe they deserve it. 
God is still going to be just with me and with you. And I hope that brings you encouragement today. Maybe you're going through a difficult season. Maybe things are not happening the way you wish they would. God is faithful. God sees you. And God is trustworthy in all things. God's been talking to us today. Let's talk to him through prayer. And let's read our scripture. We'll be done for today. Father, thank you so much. The Lord, sometimes in the, the fog of war of life, we can forget what's right and what's wrong. We just start going through some motions. But I'm so very thankful, God, that you see us and that you know us. And you know us right. And you don't get distracted. And I trust you, God, that even in the battles of life, you are still doing the right thing. Thank you, God, for how you love us. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Don't forget, God's word says in Numbers chapter 6, may the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. I love you so much. I'll see you tomorrow for Numbers chapter 32.